Welcome back to another episode of Below the Dot Podcast, where we recap and discuss a new episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation, every Throwback Thursday from the Degrassi Black Hole. I am your co-host, Terry McGregor. I am your other host, Chris Sharp. And today we are recapping Season 4, Episode 10, titled Neutron Dance. But before that, we will get into some trivia for Terry. I think this is the first time in a while that we're not giving a trigger warning, so... We're leading there with the storyline we'll get to today, but no trigger warning today, a lighter episode for the most part. So, hello. I missed you so much last week. I know. I missed you too. Shout out to all our guests that held us down while I had a very (laughs) adult week. Um, That was great. I did have some fun, and then I had to do some adult things. That was not so fun, but it was such a great mini episode, Um, and I know the girls loved it. I know we got some feedback. (laughs) Yeah, for real. (laughs) All right, I have four trivia questions this week. And unfortunately, I already know you're going to get the first one. (laughs) Which one of Marco's aunts has a tape of whales? That is Marco's aunt, Pia, which is so funny for so many reasons. If you know, you know. You know I wrote, if you know, you know is the answer. (laughs) I love it. Yes. What flavor is the gum on Paige's chair? Watermelon. It is. Look at you. All right, two more. Where is Mr. Oleander meeting Charlie? Oh, my God. It's bar something. I can't remember what it is. Barcraft. Barcraft. I wanted to say barcade so bad. Well, you did get the first two right, and we have one more. What does Manny call dibs on when the they are cinnamon, at the recording session? Cinnamon rolls or cinnamon buns? <laughs> dibs on the cinnamon buns. <laughs> she was so funny this episode. She Man, was in the background, just really killing that role. Yeah, she played it well. This is a funny episode. Yes. All right. So look at you. You got a 75%, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm killing it. Back in action. C's get degrees. Mm-hmm. Well, friends, this is normally where we go into some Terry's tidbits. I don't have much today, but based on um, what we were mentioning earlier, if you do not remember, I'm making everyone aware again that we have a voicemail that you can call and share your opinions to be featured on the podcast. We love your messages and stuff like that too, but would really love some voicemails because we ha- don't have one yet. So I'm here to let you know that you can send a voice message to below the dot podcast by visiting speakpipe, S-P-E-A-K-P-I-P-E dot com backslash below the dot podcast and leave us a little voicemail. Literally, we'll take anything. Uh, thoughts on this episode, uh, some experiences you had that match an episode that we discussed, opinions, all those things. We're here. We want to include you in the episode. We, again, love reading them, but would love to share them as well. Because if not, what else is this podcast for than for y'all to listen to us talk about Degrassi and listen to other people talk about Degrassi? So that is what I will leave y'all with this week. If you don't leave me a voice message, I swear to goodness, I'll be very sad. So leave us a voice message because we know the Degrassi fandom has thoughts, okay? We see the Reddit threads. Leave us a voice message. 
Right. And also, people are leaving that Reddit thread left and right. They're all complaining about how negative it is. But you know what? Where it is positive? Over here, below the dot. Tell us all your thoughts. Mm -hmm. We want to hear them. We want to talk about it. Even if it's an episode we covered previously, because you know that adding voicemails is something we've done recently. So if you go back and listen to some episodes, if you're a new below the dot listener, show us some love. Leave us a voice message at speakpipe.com backslash below the dot podcast. And I'm here for it. We'll love to hear from you guys. All right. So we'll go ahead and get started on this episode. It's just a nice 30 minute trigger free episode. Starting with our plot B. Paige enters media immersion with Hazel to instantly complain about the gum on her chair. Mr. Simpson doesn't have time for her petty problems, but I do know a podcast called 99 Problems that does. So give it a listen. He tells Paige, just find another seat. And Hazel is like, Paige, you got to come to yoga with me because it is clear that you were on edge. And Paige tells Hazel, absolutely not. I'm not doing it. But then she finds out that the greasy hair 20-something Mr. Oleander Mm. is facilitating yoga. And Paige is like, "Mm, actually, maybe I will. Mr. Oleander stays to teach a lesson about subliminal messages. And the camera zooms in on Paige, who's eyeing him like a piece of meat. Paige ends up joining both Hazel and Marco at yoga after school. And I had a question. I always do. (laughs) Have you ever taken a yoga class? And if you have... Have your instructors touched you to assist in your form? You know, what's funny is I've taken yoga classes uh, regular and I've been doing hot yoga recently, but that is (laughs) instructorless in the sense that there's a TV and a sauna and I do it by myself. But I will actually say that my sister and I did a workout class. We did Pilates when I saw her last week and the instructor did ask for consent to touch us and help us Mm. like fix our form. Mm. So... I don't know that it would be a thing in high school, though, I have to say. I don't know if that right. would fly, especially nowadays. But right. in a workout class setting, they absolutely should. And they did at least ask me um, if it was okay for them to help us, which they did. But again, you're in a school gym with your man and you're with uh, teenage girls. I really advise against it, but go off. Right. And so my thing is that as, as me, someone who works in a school, I keep my hands to myself right. away from the students. And I only, like, touch touch a child physically if they force me into a hug. So, like, these, mm. as I'm minding my business walking down the hug, and, they're, <laughs> and they, they hug assault me. And, and then <laughs> I always say, like, we have to ask for hugs. And then, of mm-hmm. course, what am I going to look like doing the Heisman on a, on a four-year-old <laughs> that's going to look bad? That'll so be I worse, do hug right? them back. <laughs> right. So I, I say, remember, we have to ask for hugs. And I hate it when they're... And then I hate it and they're like, Mr. Sharp, can I have a hug? And I want to be like, no. But how do you tell a four-year-old, no, I don't want to hug you? Like, if anyone yeah. knows any ideas, please let me know. Because I have a really hard time telling these kids, don't touch me and don't come. But the point is, I don't want to touch their asses because they nasty and they're full of germs. And so I keep my hands to myself. And when I ever, ever have to go into their space, I always say, like, I have to put my hand on your shoulder because you are being unsafe, something like that. But, mm. you know, you ain't going to catch me out here as a 20-something TA mm. touching the students to change their form in an optional yoga class. Sir, you knew that was unacceptable. Yeah, he's not a real, I'm assuming he's not a real yoga instructor. He's doing, it's like extracurriculars. And because Paige has that reaction, you also know that's why all the other women in that class are there. And you, at that point, really shouldn't be feeding into it. You know high school girls go crazy over young TAs. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. They set him up. Mm. Anyway, so that man is straight up flirting with Paige, and she smiles at Hazel, just like you said. And Hazel is not impressed as the voice of reason, because she's like, girl, he's a teacher. That's nasty. <laughs> she says that so many times, too. She's like, this is so, so- clear, and you're not getting it. <laughs> and then... I really don't want to give a spoiler, but just watching the storyline play out, Hazel stayed in the right. She all she was always in the right. Mm-hmm. And Paige would be living a happier life if she would listen to Hazel. But anyway, because Hazel won't listen, Paige is talking off Alex's ear about her crush on Mr. Oleander. When would you look at that? He shows up at her job. Why is he at her job? Well, he said he was walking by and he wanted to say hi to his favorite yoga student. And inserting himself in their conversation. That is weird. Like, you're being weird. She's been to one of his classes at this point. You're free. (gasps) That's so true. And then it makes me wonder, like, I know it's the mall, but did you know that she worked there because you're a creep, you know? Mm, Exactly. And I know I've told you, I don't know if I've said it on here, but if you guys look at the deleted scenes, you can see, like, if you just watch the show, I'm going to say, hands down, doesn't matter if a child throws themselves at you. As the adult, it is your job to establish mm-hmm. the appropriate boundaries. So, but if you watch the show, it really gives the vibe that Paige threw herself at Mr. O and, oh, he just couldn't resist and he just <laughs> gave in, which obviously is not an accurate statement. But that's the impression that it gives. But if you yeah. watch the deleted scenes, you're like, no, Mr. O was pursuing this girl and she was picking up on a vibe. She was not just making this stuff up. Mm-hmm. But you have to watch the deleted scenes to really see some of the creepy other things that he did on his behalf. But anyway, mm-hmm. just a plug. Google or go search on YouTube for YouTube. this season four deleted scenes. And you'll see a whole lot of other extra content that gives you some content. I've, I've talked about them before. I talked about earlier when they were calling Emma cause girl early in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and they made a comment about her, like taking up funding for to save a dolphin because that was a deleted scene as well. But anyway, just throwing that out there. Um, one might have think that Mr. O has gotten himself together because he doesn't even look at Paige the next day in yoga class. But then he touches Heather Sinclair. So he's still nasty. Like, he's just in this yoga class using it as an excuse to basically prey on the students. Right. This is also the closest Paige- we come to seeing Heather so far, I think. Like, it her is. face is covered. Yes. Mm-hmm. You don't get to see her bargain basement nose job. Right. And then Paige makes a comment about her having a round something. And I really want to know what that round something was because that woman looked like a twig to me. Not body shaming. Just saying. For real. <laughs> and I'm going to say in like three episodes, she, she makes a comment about how, because y'all know I'm super far ahead for no reason, Um, how Heather Sinclair is scary in her granny panties. <laughs> what? What are we doing? Anyway. Ugh. So Paige is lamenting about how Mr. O ignored her during the class and they overhear him on the phone with someone by the name of Charlie and they'll be meeting him or they will. Charlie is going to be meeting Mr. O at the bar. So, of course, Paige has to go to this bar craft with their fake IDs. They are scared that they're going to go to jail. Hazel, (laughs) she is me. Me is her. But they get into the bar. The bar is in hell. Literally and metaphorically in this case, because 
why is Paige amused at Mr. O drinking at a bar? She's like, oh my God, he's drinking a beer at the bar. What? Yeah, that was funny to me. Also, them coming in bright outfits to like this dark dive bar. Not saying that that's not what people do, but it obviously is a contrast showing how young they are because they're in such bright colors and they stand out. And the fact that they decided to quiz themselves on the birthday, like each other's birthday, right at the front of the line. Like you stood in line that whole time and you didn't practice what was on your ID. Can I also... Oh, no, we can talk tell that story once we get to what happens after this, because I have a similar story. <laughs> really? I was going to tell a story about that, actually. Well, it was going <laughs> to be about how I was with someone who tried to get into a bar with a fake ID, and they were asked the astrological sign, and they did not know it. Stop it. And I was like, damn. So ever since then, I mean, I've never had a fake ID. But <laughs> anytime I've been around with someone who's trying to use one, I said, bitch, you better know that Zodiac sign because they might ask. That's a good one. I would never right? think that. Right? If you don't know that off the top of your head, which I do for whatever yeah. reason, because y'all know I do not subscribe, but I do. <laughs> That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. All right. So there in the bar, Paige sits down to engage him in conversation when Charlie, Mr. O's girlfriend, shows up and he introduces Paige. Even better because Charlie calls Paige out for having a crush on Matt or Maddie, as she calls him, and then gets Paige booted from the bar for being underage. She you didn't need to do my girl so hard. That's embarrassing. I was so embarrassed for her. <laughs> I think that was the end of the plot line, but honestly, I don't. I don't really know because I didn't really care about it. They may have had like a deleted scene after the fact. Um, maybe. Was it in this right. episode? At, at some point in time, we find out, spoiler alert, that Matt and Charlie end up breaking up. But we mm. may not be there yet. It might be the next episode. Because she knew he was creeping on little girls. Right? She knew. Which, speaking of which, I started watching the Jared documentary on Hulu. Just the when we're speaking man? to people, creeps. Yeah, girl, you didn't know? <gasps> no. Girl, he I know a he's pedophile. a weirdo, but um, no, I didn't girl, know they made a documentary. Na- <gasps> mm-hmm. Nasty. Oh no, child. Um, mm-hmm. I so, speaking of pedophiles, just yeah, there's that. Oh, they even gave him a whole documentary. Um, what I was gonna say is, I was okay, I may or may not have, uh, I don't know how to like not incriminate myself allegedly. Go ahead, do it. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> use my sister's ID once or twice I knew. back in the day. I knew um, you would use hers. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so me and my sister look alike, so obviously abuse that was definitely maybe in the club or not at like sixteen. But I've never That's been kicked wild. Out. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I've never been kicked out up until I was a month away from turning twenty one myself. So I go into this bar allegedly and I have her passport and she has her ID. So we're like, okay, we're gonna go in separate. Um, like let a few people go between us, the bar person won't notice. I think we didn't wait long enough, so I go in first, they let me in. And then my sister comes behind me like maybe three minutes later and then looks at my sister's ID and then looks at her and goes, go get your sister. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, shit. So <laughs> then there's a big man, this big bodyguard comes to find me inside this bar and is like, let me see your ID. And I was like, oh, I'm not Damn. good. And then I just Damn. walked out myself because I didn't want to get her ID taken Damn. away. She's also probably visiting from we'll another state. Yeah. So I was like, oh, no, I'm good. I'll just leave. <laughs> 
and he kicked us out. And all we really wanted to, it was a bar and a pizza spot. And you can only get the pizza after like very late if you had an ID. All we wanted was some pizza too. Like it wasn't even that popping that night. And they kicked us out and would not let us get no pizza afterwards. He said, go get your sister. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And I was so hot. I was a month away from being 21. I'm like, how was I getting in here when I was like 17? Like, none of this makes sense. I'm dying. Thank you for sharing yeah. this story. You know I'm about to go text her about it. <laughs> she, she don't be listening to our podcast, so. She's fake, she so not- let her know. So fake. All right. On to plot A. It has been two weeks since Degrassi lost two students to gun violence. Dang, we did say no trigger warning. Um. Anyway. Jimmy lives on, but he physically is not at Degrassi at the moment. And so we are moving on to bigger and better things. See, that's why there was no trigger warning. That was just like my entrance. Mm. Downtown Sasquatch's recording contract. Ashley is playing on the keyboard, presumably replacing the position of Jimmy, who played the guitar. But that's neither here nor there. Spinner quickly lets us know that he is not happy that Ashley is there by saying the person who plays the keyboard was a bit off. And Ashley's (laughs) like, "Mm, because I think the drums were maybe offbeat. And Marco plainly states that they all generally sound piss poor. I don't understand how they practice so often, but never get better. That's what I'm saying. How are we still here? Y'all won a record recording or whatever, and you're still terrible. (laughs) Ma'am. I I honestly didn't even realize what they were trying to play. Yeah. So at the risk of going into too many details, because who really cares for a play-by-play of the dialogue? Marco complains about missing Jimmy. Asa suggests they play Everything is Dust. Spinner vetoed said because he's like, bitch, that was about you. <laughs> Spinner is not wrong, but he's very loud for someone who really needs to fly under the radar this season. Like, maybe just be a little bit quieter because you already skating on thin ice. We know what you did. They don't, but I do. Mm-hmm. you know what i did have that thought this whole episode like he is just sitting here banging on some drums missing their guitar player because of him mm-hmm. like nothing's mm-hmm. going on mm-hmm. right exactly you should Oof. be a little bit quieter he just keeps coming after craig's little boo and i can see why nobody was sad to get rid of his ass like oh speaking of which have you ever seen the lion king too yes do you remember that song when they exiled the little Kovu from the tribe? No. Because <laughs> I'm definitely going to play that in the background when when Spinner gets exiled. It was a bop of, man, I'm it was screaming. a good one. Um, we I have to add that in the background somewhere. But anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, also, side note, weren't Craig and Spinner just arguing over Manny? <laughs> like... There's just so much to unpack. So many people who have slept with the same people in this room. Yes. Oh, my God. That is so high school, too. I literally remember there being a group of people in my high school that were very similar to this. Ooh. So we next see Craig visiting Jimmy in the hospital, complaining about how he thought Spinner was going to walk out of rehearsal. And Jimmy has absolutely noticed that Spinner hasn't been to visit him once. Mm Mm-hmm. For what it's worth, it did take Ashley a very long time to visit Terry in the hospital. However, Ashley wasn't irresponsible for what happened to Terry, and she wasn't even there when it happened. But Spinner... Guilty, as charged. Craig casually mentions that Ashley has been coming to rehearsals to advise the band, and Jimmy instantly calls him out. Okay, is that what you're calling it these days? Jimmy references his injury by using a term, which, you know, we're not really using anytime. So just to paraphrase, he says something along the lines of, 
I might not be able to walk, but I can still see. And, I mean, I appreciate him basically calling him out and saying, Sir, what are you and Ashley doing? Because we're all tired of this. Another set of people that have dated the same person. (laughs) Girl? Like, there's just so much to unpack. So, the conversation is just mildly important because at this point we haven't really had an update on Jimmy's well-being. But it it seems to be that he recognizes he cannot walk, but he is still hopeful that this won't be for long. And just like Craig and Ashley may be friends, but we know that's not going to be for long either. <clears throat> I know you said a couple of episodes ago that Ashley did add talent to the band, but she's doing the same annoying shit to everything as dust that she did with the two girls in the keyboard song in season one. It's like this super dry musical piano piece, which Craig somehow loves. Hmm. And Marco was like, it sounds too pretty. We are... A rock band. But Craig has got his head up of Ashley's ass because mm. he agrees with everything that Ashley says. And then Spinner shows up with Manny. Fun fact, because I always talk about these dang deleted scenes. Manny refers to Spinner as sticks in the scene. So they're presumably like a couple or something. Something's going on. But the scene where she tells him that she wants to call him sticks instead of, instead of Spinner wasn't a deleted scene. So again... Just plugging those 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 in there again. You got to watch them to know what the hell is going on. Yeah. Anyway, Styx has made the decision to bring Manny into the band because Craig made the decision to bring Ashley into the band without consulting anyone. I just thought that since the band is open to any and all chicks, I'd bring my own amuse. Spinner may be going by Styx by Styx right now, but he still can't get these quotes correct. Not it's calling so it funny. an amuse. <laughs> He is so funny. It's also funny because that word has become so, uh, what do they call it? Like buzzword in the last few years. So I mm-hmm. I instantly caught it this time. We're back in the day. I definitely didn't get right. the fact that he was trying to call her his muse. <laughs> He's so dumb. All right. So the group has an interview with the grapevine and Styx complains that he can't, he doesn't know why they're bothering with this interview because clearly they're just a backup group for Ashley and Craig's love affair. Marco accuses Styx of being a drama queen, but they quickly see that Styx was right when the interview happens and the two absolutely shield the band from answering any at all questions. And yes, I'm going to call him Styx for the rest of this episode. I'm dying like internally because that is so funny. (laughs) Styx and Marco are pissed. But meanwhile, Manny is there in another super fashionable hat. The absolute nerve for Ashley to even participate in this interview as if she's in the band. Because I will fight this bitch. Yeah. Why was also why did Liberty ask them like three questions? I was like, okay. <laughs> I have so many questions. This was a mess. All right. So Marco and Sticks call out Craig once the article hits the grapevine and they see that they're based barely in the picture. And Craig tries to argue in Ashley's favor, but Sticks has had enough. He's going to tell Craig that either Ashley goes or we go, and you need to make a choice, Craig. Craig tries to tell Ashley that she's out of the band, but he can't bring herself to do it when she tells him that looking at him will ease her anxiety. So instead, he kisses her. Do you know this man, our man Craig, sat down with Marco and Sticks to tell him that them that he and Ashley are back together, and he genuinely expected them to be excited. Mm-hmm. But instead, they walk away because they told him you needed to choose and you made a choice. 
Do you know who also I... doesn't agree? Ooh, mm-hmm. go. Because I'm no, going to no, say something ahead. problematic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you know problematic what? it is. <laughs> I'll say go it ahead, off. Say it. Uh-uh, I'll say it off. <laughs> All right. So do you know who also doesn't agree with Crashly reuniting? Ellie Nash. Mm-hmm. Ashley is enjoying a, a Coke at the Nash and Cameron household and telling Ashley about the kiss and Ellie is not impressed. Just want to remind you guys, Ellie's a little bitter because Sean left her with the the apartment by herself. She is mailing Sean's things to him in Wasega Beach. I feel like Sean could have driven to pick up his things or something. Anyway, Ashley tries to pump the brakes on the thing with Craig, which obviously disappoints the both of them, both her and Craig, and they pretend to be okay with it. And Craig realizes he doesn't have a girlfriend or a band. But it turns out that Styx and Marco did not leave the band because Styx put Manny on the tambourine and Marco now plays the accordion. Craig cannot bring himself to tell Ashley the truth about the changes, so they move forward with their current instruments because they're like, you know what? Fine. We'll stay, but we're going to play these crazy-ass instruments. (laughs) It's recording time, and Styx and Marco are standing firm in their bullshit. Craig needs to tell this bitch to bounce. Unfortunately for them, Craig once again chooses Ashley and leaves the opportunity... Craig tells Ashley in the absolute worst way, why does he tell her, you need to leave? You're out of the band, sir. It's wild, because there were so many better opportunities for you to do that than on the day when you're there. Hmm. Right. So, I mean, I said that, I went back and forth, but I said that he chooses Ashley because what happens is, he tells her, you need to get the fuck out, and then he realizes, like, mid-song, he, that, It was all about Ashley. So he leaves the recording studio, middle of recording, runs out to chase after Ashley. I have a question. Do you think Craig was stupid for choosing Ashley over the recording? Yeah, I just don't understand why he couldn't get to her after he finished that last part. He was almost done. Like, yeah, and that's selfish because, okay, that's fine that this has always been about Ashley, but you're not the only one being affected by the fact that you're finishing, not choosing to not finish like your band also got you there like yes the inspiration for that song and everything that went on was Ashley but y'all also did that together and honestly from that from like the point of view of everyone else in the band minus Spinner because he probably wouldn't think mm. this but like Marco's probably like I want to do this for Jimmy doesn't he say that like someone says yeah. that I feel so you're being selfish right now and I want to say what I was going to say so bad it literally just feels like we know that we're going to discover some stuff about Craig down the line if we haven't already. And I feel like they're mm-hmm. hinting at like his... The impulsivity yes, right, of like his they're, actions. They're hinting at it now because he was so like back and forth this episode. And even him thinking that him and Ashley were back together from that kiss that was very random was like a, a spark for me where I was like, oh yeah, like I forgot we're going to find more out about his character because there's a lot going on with him in this episode. That's not right. I agree. I was wondering if that was part of it. Um, but also, I think it's a real good... Um, so they share an episode and or a kiss in the episode ends. Sorry, mixing up my words. Anyway, so I didn't put a moral in here, but somewhere in here, I think it's about not investing all your stock in a high school relationship. Like, mm-hmm. Because ultimately, we know what happens with Craig and Ashley if we've been watching this before. And part of you was like, well, of course, you know, who knows what's going to happen with your high school crush, your high school relationships. You don't know where it's going to lead, which is why you should not make decisions as if it's going to last forever. You should have chosen yourself. 
Yeah. And your band. And told her that she could wait or you weren't here when we won. Like, that's just how it should have happened. Yeah, because they don't need to be separate. Like, you don't need to pick, rather, right, between the two. You could have literally recorded that song with your band because y'all earned that. And then went and followed Ashley later. And why was she still walking? Like, by the time you got to her, it's like, how long was she out here walking that you were still able to find her? Like, right. (laughs) call her later. (laughs) Right. I just don't understand why you couldn't have both. Right. I think that she should understand that you're not in the band, which is why you're not coming to the recording. And we can start something after the fact, but I Mm -hmm. have to record this with my band. And if you can't understand that, then that's not the person for you. Yeah. That's a really good point to get from this because it's literally like even Paige, right? Making decisions very impulsively as if some. We know what's going to happen, right? If you know, you know. If you don't, you'll find out. But it's also like, girl, there is so much going on at that school right now. Like, why are you contributing or trying to contribute to the issues? You know what I mean? Like, not you worried about this teacher over here, girl. It is high school. And I also realized that Hazel was just like, girl, you don't have good luck with older guys. Like, she really was sitting there trying to tell her, like, you should probably think this through. Mm -hmm. And we'll see if she does. I will say yes. I understand that they're children, and so they make stupid children choices, right? Their kids, teens are impulsive. They don't understand Mm -hmm. the consequences of their actions. And so we're saying this, that people in Degrassi went through it, so you don't have to. Learn from their mistakes. Don't invest all your stock in a high school relationship. Think before you act. Anything else you want to add? No, that's a really good point, because I didn't have a moral either, but that... Hits this nail on the head of this episode. Just be uh, smart. Use some discernment. All right. So um, next on Degrassi, trigger warning, Ashley's dad's wedding has arrived. Craig and Ashley decide to spend the night together. There's like a little trigger warning within that whole plot line. Meanwhile, JT and Liberty work together to put on a play in order to raise school spirits. That wraps this week's episode of Below the Dot Podcast. If you enjoyed your listen, please tell a friend to tell a friend. To hold you over between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under some derivative of the username Below the Dot. Feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, or concerns on either of our social media accounts or email us at whateverittakes385 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back this time next week, whatever it takes. <laughs>